Welcome. 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 You're listening to Built by Us. Built by Us. Built by Us. Built by Us. Hello, Built by Us listeners. Before we begin, we like to preface all of our episodes by sharing that our conversations take place with individuals of different lived experiences and at varying stages in their journey of learning and unlearning. Because of this, our conversations can be sensitive and triggering. Here at Bill By Us, we want to remind listeners that we will always strive to create brave spaces where productive dialogue is present, all voices are heard and acknowledged, and learning can take place for each guest, listener, and host. Conversations and thoughts from our episodes are not officially representative of the views of Democracy North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of Built by Us. It's Alyssa and Emily here, and today we're actually going to have a conversation about mutual aid, our experiences surrounding it, and also what it means to us. And my co-host Emily actually came up with the idea of even having this conversation, and I'm so grateful that she did, and I'm so excited to see what it brings But before we even get into what we're going to be talking about, we do have some special guests with us here today, and I would love for Emily and I to be able to introduce them. So I'll pass it off to Emily so she can go ahead and introduce our first guest. Hello, everyone. Um, I am so glad we are talking about this today and have our lovely guests with us to talk about this very important conversation. Um, So first with us today is London Newton. London attends the University at North Carolina Asheville, where she will be a senior this coming semester. London has also been the SGA president at the university, where they have had a huge impact on campus. London has not only impacted the UNCA campus, but also the larger Asheville community. They help organize for Asheville for Justice, which is a mutual aid network in the Asheville community. That is precisely why we invited them to speak with us today. London, I am so glad you're here with us today, and I'm so honored to know you and see all of the amazing things you've done and continue to do for our Asheville community. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And also, in case y'all don't remember, I need to remind you, London has been on Build By Us before, okay? We actually talked to London, I think, in our season one of Build By Us. So, you know, go ahead and go check out that episode again, because London always has good things to say. But introducing our second guest today, introducing a man who needs no introduction, we're so lucky to have Marquez Thompson with us today. Marquez is our Eastern Regional Managing Organizer, so they've been busy to say the least with everything that's been going on over there in the East. Um, Marquez was actually raised in Eastern North Carolina and has been volunteering to serve the community since his youth. He has ties to organizations and leaders all throughout the region. And we're just so lucky that you could be here with us today, Marquez. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm a big fan of Built by Us. And so I'm honored to be here. I'm kind of like crushing over here. With a, I don't know what the, the proper term, fanboying. I don't know. And uh, and then, you know, to be here with a veteran like London. So, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited. We're glad you're here. I'm glad you're excited. So you might be wondering why exactly um, I decided and we decided to talk about mutual aid today. Um, So here at Democracy North Carolina, we believe in helping our communities. And when we fight for democracy, we make sure we're doing hands-on work with the people in our neighborhoods. Um, It is extremely important to build connections with the folks in your community. And so when the community struggles or a person in the community is struggling, everyone should be there to lend a helping hand. 
And that is what the core of mutual aid is, being there for one another, no questions asked. This is why we have people all across the state in different regions, because we aim to directly help our communities and be there for them and fight for them when they need our help. So we wanted to have this conversation today because we want more people to know about mutual aid, what it is and why it is so important. So let's get into the conversation. So first question is, what is your definition of mutual aid? When I first looked up the definition of mutual aid, I got a link to a Wikipedia article um, that talked about the sociology definition of mutual aid. Um, So I'm going to read it off now. So in organization theory, which is a theory that belongs to sociology, mutual aid is a voluntary reciprocal exchange of resources and services for mutual benefit. Mutual aid projects are a form of political participation in which people take responsibility for caring for one another and changing political conditions. So with that being said, is your definition similar, way different? Um, How would you define mutual aid in your own terms? And London, we can start with you. It's really funny. That's the definition that you said, because that's like the one that I like to show people from this article. It's called Solidarity, Not Charity, A Visual History of Mutual Aid. And I really like it just because it's like I have ADD. So it's nice seeing having like a visual history and it's like very artistic. But yeah, that's like literally the definition um, that Dean Spade put in it. So I would say it's there's a lot of things mutual aid is not. And I think those are the things that are really important to point out it's not a quid pro quo thing. So it's like, sometimes it is like, you know, when someone does something for you, like we want to give them things like just to say, thank you. I appreciate you. So it's like, if someone does something, you're like, Hey, if you can do this, I'll watch your kids, whatever. But that's not always what it means because it's so based in equity. So like, I do not expect the unhoused people that I feed to give me something back. I don't expect them to say, thank you. I don't expect them to like, give me appraisal. You know what I mean? And like speaking specifically of that and like, connecting that to mutual aid, I like started using the language unhoused instead of saying homeless, because I think it's important to try and start focusing on the reason in like blaming the people who put people in these conditions instead of just naming the condition they're in. So I think saying unhoused, um, because we all know there's plenty of housing in America, um, make sure that we say like someone did them wrong, which also kind of reminds me of our prisons obsolete where she like talks about when we see crime, we should not be thinking like, why is that person like this? It's what responsibility did I play in creating someone to do something like that? And like, that's also another basis of mutual aid is like, what things can we take responsibility for? And so when we recognize that this is a system that's not sustainable, that's like not people focused, we say like, yes, let's go yell at our representatives because we all know I do that. But also like looking at each other and like taking responsibility for the communities we're in, because we all know like, yes, let's yell at our representatives in the meantime, because they're making these laws. But we also know that they're not going to be the representatives forever. And America's not going to last forever. So what are we going to do to take care of each other in the meantime so we can get through the capitalist hellhole that we live in? Um, And like, what systems are we going to set up so that once this country eventually takes us or climate change takes us, that we like have the networks that we need to take care of each other? And one last thing, I loved this TikTok I saw that was saying like, can't get socialism without socializing. And so it's about knowing your neighbors and like speaking to them and like knowing what is needed and like fully loving each other where we are. Mutual aid is a lot of things and not a lot of things. And I like could ramble about it forever, but. You people at home cannot see me like waving my head and like shaking my head, yes, and snapping my fingers and clapping. And I mean, if you could see me, I really did a little dance. I was, I went, 
and you were talking, London. So like, you know, just so y'all just visualize that uh, me dancing because I, I say amen to all of that. So number one, yes, I agree with that. That's the same uh, de- actual definition uh, that I would use for it. But also I love when, when London was saying it's really a lot of about mutual aid is what it's not. It's not charity. And one of the reasons and you mentioned the uh, example of giving food to unhoused people. The reason why that that's mutual aid is because we don't see ourselves as, as separate from those people. Those people are in our community. They're, they're a part of us. And so when we give food to, to help them, per se, we're helping ourselves. It, it, it's mutual. So when you think about charity, you think about someone with power that comes and gives something to someone else who has nothing to give back in return. You know, and so the power dynamic is there. So, uh, again, London talked about that from a racial equity standpoint. We don't like those power dynamics of those being people being powerful and then they dictate the terms on which stuff is given or not given or whatever. But when it's mutual aid, we're in community with, with, with one another. And so what happens to you directly affects what happens to me. And so we we both are contributing to this to this community. We both are contributing to this society. And so we mutually benefit from one person uh getting stronger in this situation. And, and we'll talk about the, the terms, but, you know, disaster relief or when things are happening, you know, there are people in your community are suffering. People in your community are hurting, but guess what? That, you're, that means you're also suffering. That means you're also hurting. And so as we come together to strengthen one another and to aid one another, we both, we all as a community benefit from one another. And so that's a big difference, that power dynamic between what we call charity and what we practice when we practice mutual aid. And to expand on like the solidarity, not charity part, the issue is also like, and I feel like I've been seeing this tweet go around about like how we have made being poor or homeless, like a uh, moral issue where we say like, oh, well, this person must have done something immoral. And even if they did, that doesn't mean people don't deserve housing, right? Because when we say that anyone doesn't deserve quote, basic human rights, which I think is like very debatable, obviously. Um, But when we say that anyone doesn't deserve their basic human rights because of something that we did, we leave room for things like racism and classism to persist. And so when we don't love each other unconditionally and meet each other where we are, um, then we will just continue to replicate these systems. And charity creates the idea of the deserving and undeserving poor, right? So it says like, we're going to go feed the homeless, but mm, not if they're trans, not if they're violent, not if they have a record, not if they're a veteran, not if they're this, not if they're that. And obviously like veterans get a lot of support, but I mean, I've like even noticed like things in like leftist circles where people like crap on veterans, which like, yeah, there's a discussion that needs to be had about like the U.S. military and like the harm that's caused and like reckoning with that. But we're all victims of capitalism. And like, what are we going to do to make sure that people like don't feel like they have to join the military? And what are we going to do to take care of those people when they get home so that they don't continue to replicate the violence that they faced? But yeah, like it's like also this this idea of like the deserving and undeserving poor when we try to decide. And then we don't get to have that community decision of who deserves resources. I mean, everyone does, right? But instead of it being like an equal vote where each person gets an equal opinion or an equitable opinion, because it's not always going to be equal and it shouldn't always be equal. We have this thing where like white upper class people and people who have gained wealth off the backs of other people get to have more vote and like more say in things um, when they're the ones who are likely the least experienced in it, know the least about what they're talking about, and often aren't even involved in these communities. And the only reason they're giving that money is for a tax break anyway. 
which is another thing. Like, it's like the reason mutual aid is so important and it's important to have both like the nonprofits that we have and have things that are just mutual aid is because the revolution is not going to be funded. And so like these people are not going to challenge their class positions by donating to things that are actually going to challenge their class positions. And mutual aid is something that challenges those every single day, whereas it's really hard to do that in nonprofits where you are restricted by the government and said like that you can't save this, that or the other, or the money has to go towards this. And you have to listen to these donors who are not part of the community, but they get all of the power. So it's also about like everyone having equal power and equitable power um, and different things and like the discussions and like how we're going to meet needs in our community. Thank you both for that. I'm glad that we came to a consensus, or at least both of you have like a similar definition and agree with the one I found. Cause I mean, there are a lot of existing definitions of mutual aid out there. Maybe people have a different idea of what it is, but I'm glad that there's a general like consensus. Um, so for the people out there that might not know, just to go in a little bit of more detail, can you guys give me an example of mutual aid and what that might look like? Because Although we have like a definition for the people that might not know exactly like what it looks like. Can you give me like a, some examples of what mutual aid might look like in the community? So I, I can go first. So you mentioned that I grew up in the East. And one thing about the East is that in Eastern North Carolina is that, you know, we get hit by hurricanes. And, uh, and as London mentioned, uh, the government doesn't always do a good job. But I, I would say the government doesn't always do a good job in certain communities, like a brown community. Uh, specifically when it comes to like disaster relief and that kind of stuff. We have uh, always heard these stories that, you know, some people are getting resources and others get them later, later in the process. So two things are fast. Hurricanes are coming. Black and brown people are going to be disproportionately affected by these disasters. And the response is going to be disproportionately beneficial to, to, to black and brown people. So then we created a mutual aid uh, organization where people could donate things that they had that would help people that have been affected by the storm. Once, you know, storms came here, we went and, and, you know, got help and, you know, through people that weren't hit by the storm, people that had extra resources. And, and you know, and so we organized ways to get into communities where the other nonprofits weren't going, this kind of thing. So that's one example of, uh, of mutual aid. And, and, you know, we can talk more about that. And another is, example is just, you know, in, in Rocky Mount. Uh, you know, where sometimes in communities that haven't been hit by, you know, a, a natural disaster, but an economic disaster where there's, you know, just been a lot of, uh, you know, poverty for, for a long time, they have organized these small mutual aid um, organizations where basically people can put resources or items in, like on a list. It's, it's, it's as basic as this. People saying, hey, I've got these items that you can use anytime you want. And people that are part of this community, part of this organization, anyone in the organization can put items in this pot for people to use, and then people can come and use them if they need it. And so that had been organized uh, a long time ago. And so it, these are just two small examples of how you know, mutual aid can, can be working. But it's basically just people helping people in, in need and, you know, or, or people helping themselves, helping their own community. Yeah. So what you were just saying about the list thing is like something that we actually like was just started up in Asheville. I wasn't like super involved in it, like being started, but um, it's this thing called Asheville Mutual Aid Connect. And it's like a way for people to, like, you basically just sign up and you say, Hey, I can do haircuts and fix cars. 
and I might need childcare. And then someone else signs up and says, I can do childcare and I can also use a haircut. And then it's like a way for us to like non-monetarily share like resources with each other. And it's like, if you can pay people do it um, because we still live in a world with money. Um, But if you can't, it's like not an expectation. And a lot of my mutual aid work started or all of my mutual aid work really. I mean, you know, I'm black POC communities and grew up poor. So it's like, we all take care of each other anyway. Um, And I don't really think I considered it mutual aid until I started doing what we call now mutual aid, or at least it's like new to my vocabulary. Obviously it's been around, but in Asheville, I really started doing it uh, after the protests um, for George Floyd. I was part of the medic station, but not like I wasn't a medic and I like luckily left right before um, the one that got like raided by the police and they stabbed the water bottles and like a bunch of like medical supplies, like over $2,000 worth of medical supplies um, that was community funded. Um, And that was like obviously a huge turning point for me in my life. Um, and I see, I think protesting is a really good example of mutual aid because of the ways that it's a political thing um, and everyone comes together and all of their, all of their different roles and talents. So yeah, the beginning of my mutual aid work was definitely like an anti-cop ACAB uh, setting. And I think that uh, protesting is like a very good example of being like literally anyone can participate in any way because there are always needs to be met. Um, because it's we don't just need people who can march because that's like ableist because there are a lot of people who can't march, right? But like their march and their participation can be making graphics or coming up with the route or doing childcare so that parents can like come and protest. Um, we need people to provide speakers. We need DJs. We need food. We need people to help clean up because we don't want to leave our communities a mess. And like um, we need health observers to make sure people aren't passing out training. We need money. Like if you can't show up, but you have $30, like send money, you know, like we need bike aid for like security and like all of these things. And I think it's a really good example of like how mutual aid can work in a broader sense where, you know, the goal is to take care of each other, which is like protesting whatever thing you're protesting. And everyone has all of these different parts and like helping to make sure that we can do it. And it's accessible to everyone. And like, we will always make sure it's accessible to everyone. So yeah, that was really where I started doing mutual aid. And then after the medic station, we created Asheville for Justice. And we do a lot of like rent support, uh, paying for, like we're helping to raise money for someone's top surgery, medical bills, um, and also just connecting people to resources. Like I knew two black people who were hate crimed and like their house was broken into. And so I like found a friend who knows like how to install security cameras. I found white people to sit outside their house and like make sure that like if anyone came back that like someone would see before that happened. I like connected them with people. This wasn't all me, but like, you know, I was the first person that they talked to. Um, I connected them with people who knew how to do security, like all of these things. And it's about like creating that network and like you get to know people like this when you do that work. And it's like really helpful um, and also makes you feel, again, more responsible for your community because you're like, this is not just me living here. It's also my friends and like my loved ones. And when you know more about a community, you're more involved in it. Um, and that's really important, especially in Asheville, because it's such a tourist city. And so many of us are like working class and living in poverty and like working in tourism industries. And I think that like having that class solidarity with a racial equity lens is like just so important, like in every city, but especially Asheville, where we're like very isolated. I think as locals sometimes um, and spend all day talking to tourists who are not going to be the people we build relationships with here um, and that are going to like feed us. So 
one thing about about capitalism and the system that we're in is it it tells you that the only thing of value is what you produce right and you know money or whatever and so if you don't have money then you don't have value in in our in our culture or our system right now and the mutual aid says you just have value period and so it, it undermines that premise that without your labor without your without money you have no value because you just you have something to offer well, you know, it, there's something that you have that is valuable to other people. You're talking about, you know, whatever services you, or whatever, whatever it is, like you as a person just have value. And so we're not going to deny you things because you don't have money. We're not going to, we're not going to deny your humanity because you don't have capital. And so it just is a way to undermine this, this system of things that, that again, really, um, I feel like destroys the value of a person, doesn't it? And, and, and says we have, and you think about all these communities, like, again, we take, keep talking about, uh, Communities living in poverty, so they have been told by this society, you have you have very little value, you you, you don't have value. We're not going to invest in you. We're not going to. They we, say that, and then they call you essential workers during a pandemic, exactly. and they have you work all throughout the pandemic because they know that okay, yeah, we don't have value. You do, you want to pay us seven twenty five because North Carolina is a race to the bottom state, um, but clearly we must have some value if you're going to force us to work through a pandemic. Clearly, we must have some value if all these billionaires made money like through this pandemic. Like, yeah, that's it's so right. And it's like thinking about the like, I don't dream of labor thing. Like I say that all the time because I don't dream of labor. And I think some people are like, like, you don't want to do anything ever. It's like, no, people don't want to be exploited and like be like doing jobs that are not impactful. Like there's zero reason for this many people to have to work at McDonald's when there's like five McDonald's within a 10 mile radius of us right? Like that is a total waste of their time um, that they have to do that. Yeah. And it's like, because we all see each other as our time being worthy and valuable and like the world that we are trying to build does not have people wasting their time doing labor that is not impactful, that does not serve them, that like they don't get anything out of, that is not fulfilling for them. Like, yeah. I knew this would turn into a capitalism rant. Um, right. Exactly. <laughs> Because this is what it's saying. I mean, because I get one of the questions that you think about is why do you, why do you need mutual aid? Well, that's why, because because your your value has been degraded by by a system, and so you know you you have to you have to understand your own value, and you have to value one another, and that's that's why we need mutual aid. Another thing that I'm about to start doing, and I'm like researching, and I want to like encourage other people to do it. I. <laughs> I've been like reading and I haven't been reading. I've been watching TikToks about white parenting and, and like how white people parent their kids and like the way that capitalism manifests in like white homes, because it obviously is going to manifest differently in like a black home or a black immigrant home or a Latinx home. And like, also like depending on where um, you're from. And it was like these white kids talking about how their parents either set them up for generational wealth or they completely screw them over. Like I have white friends who like, their parents made them start paying rent when they were living at home and they were like 18. And it's like, unless someone has to, I have never heard of like a black or brown parent doing that. Like black, brown immigrant parents, like they want to keep us home a lot of the time, like as long as they can and like take care of their kids and like be involved in their lives and stuff. 
And like, that's just showing how capitalism manifests in their homes. But the video was saying that like this parent, they added their kid to their credit card when the kid was like 10 or like something like that. And then the kid completely got to absorb this parent's like perfect credit score. And then by the time they're 18, they are now, they are 18 with eight years of perfect credit history and stuff like that. Like that's another example of mutual aid. Like if you do have the wealth, share it. Like, and I don't have wealth, but like, I have an okay credit score. Cause I started my, I got a credit card when I was like 18 and like, I haven't missed a payment. So I'm like adding people to my credit card <laughs> so that we can like absorb each other's credit history. Um, and like, that's something that we could all be doing that I'm trying to start encouraging people to do. Um, so if y'all know any rich white friends, be like, you better tell your dad, add me to that credit card. Um, cause they don't have to be related to you. And you also don't have to give them a card. Like you can add someone to your card and then them never be able to spend money on it but they absorb all your history i love that too that's yeah i've like um heard of that a little bit before but i didn't realize how like like contrasting it is and how like yeah how all that comes together um and i love what both of you said about like value and how we all have significant value in mutual aid and all have different things that we can bring to the table like even if you don't think that you have something I guarantee that you that you do and not a it doesn't have to be in like a traditional way like marching and protesting like like we see there's a lot of background work that's needed to be done in mutual aid so lots of lots of great points there yeah I wanted to add Emily that we actually had a conversation with somebody once on this podcast I don't even remember when and they were like yeah I remember when I was like a new mother um I was engaging in mutual aid work with my whole neighborhood and I didn't even realize it because they lived in like a community, um, a neighborhood with a lot of new mothers. And so all the mothers would talk and get together. And at one point they all like came up with the idea like, okay, just one of us is going to make dinner every day of the week and we'll make it for all the families. And we'll just all do that every day of the week. They all like took a day to make dinner. And she was like, and I did that when I was young. And that was like so helpful for me and all those mothers. And I didn't even understand at the time how something like that made such a big impact for all of these different homes. And yeah, I just wanted to say like, there's so many different ways that mutual aid can look from authorized users on your credit card to making a meal for the family next door. So. Well, so that's a great point. And that's something that me and London have talked about too, is like a lot of us were doing mutual aid work, especially black and brown folks were doing mutual aid work without really like knowing that it's called mutual aid. Um, but yeah, a lot of black and brown people were doing that as like, growing up without without realizing it like or like hand-me-downs is like a perfect example like when you have clothes that don't fit you anymore you give them to like your cousin or your you know younger brother um and so that's that's technically mutual aid like me and my family would send um containers to our family back home in Dominican Republic so that's that was literally mutual aid um but we it was just like normal for us because you help out your family you help out your community that's just that's just the thing you do so yeah that's a that's a great point it's also about like not having a scarcity mindset as much as you can. Cause that's like another symptom of capitalism is like, we're told like, there's only so many resources and like, oh, like, like this whole myth of like us being overly populated is just like literally not true. Like we have all of the food, all of the housing, all of the land that we need for everyone to live abundantly. And the issue is the intentional way that we do not distribute resources in an equitable or equal way. And like how we decide who gets resources and or not. Um, So that's another thing is being like the earth has everything that we need. And it's like, it literally has always provided for us. The issue is that we are not 
distributing well. And I also think it's important, like with what Emily was saying, like growing up, like we didn't call it mutual aid when all of your cousins came over and your mom watched all of them. So that like, and like everyone took turns for that. Like, that's just like what family does. But I think it's hard because I think a lot of white people, like they don't have that community and like the cost of being privileged and white supremacy is like losing community and like losing culture and like things like that. And so for them, it's like, you have to think like mutual aid, you have to think volunteering, like all of these things. Whereas for our communities, like that's something we've always done. It's always been a survival tactic here because these systems have never worked for us. And so like, we don't think to call it mutual aid. Um, And then, and obviously that white supremacy is still steep, like seeps into all of our homes and all of our minds and like all that stuff. But um, I think that's part of the reason why, like I've noticed when I talk about mutual aid with people of color, they're like, oh, I've been doing this. I don't know why I'm in this meeting because they think that they've never done mutual aid work before. But it's like, no, you were taking, you were raising your siblings. Like that's, that's, that's a lot of labor. And it's also emotional labor. Like my girlfriend's a social worker. And like, sometimes I have friends that are like going through stuff and I'm like, you need a FaceTime with a professional. And so I like call them up, you know, like that is also mutual aid, like that emotional labor of like taking care of each other, because that's like the basis of us trying to get through life and like capitalism and like the things that we are dealing with. I just want to take a second and say that like sitting here listening to like all of y'all like bounce off each other and like discuss this subject is like extremely enriching and like educational and it just like yeah you know just like smart and knowledgeable and we throwing out words and like like oh i'm just i feel like class like this is more interesting than school was so yeah i appreciate that yeah i much prefer doing this than going to school right right well i'm glad hassan um that's what that's the whole goal of the podcast is hopefully people get the same thing out of it but i did want to add to um to London's point is that I think like capitalism always has this like has this mindset ingrained in people that like you only protect yourself and your own right so it's like yes you provide for yourself and your family but like also your community is your family right so like you can do things for free for people like that's in your community like it doesn't have to be like a money thing um just like one was saying so I think we should open our minds more to like who family is because yes it's blood but it's also like the people around you that can support you and and stuff like that so I think I think we need to broaden our like <laughs> horizons on that point because it's not just about you know you and your blood it's you know we we, we keep us safe which is what we're, we're going to talk about that later but yeah and it's also like it's like capitalism doesn't does that on purpose like they purposely make it so that if 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 you're working 40 hours a week uh you don't have time to do anything but the minimum like you are tired like that is another it's like a symptom and a purposeful mechanism to say to like make people work so much why would they have time to care about other people and like also and it's like part of mutual aid and protecting yourself from burnout because we want to be able to do this in the long game is like trying to take care of ourselves And that's something I'm like always trying to figure out how I balance because I'm like, look, like I'm someone's ancestor who's going to have to work really, really, really hard to try and make their lives better. 
but it's exhausting right now. Um, and like, obviously it's like taking care of myself as a black queer person is revolutionary. Like taking care of myself as a black queer person is like anti-capitalism. Um, but it's just hard, like generational healing. Someone's got to do it, you know, like someone's got to break these generational curses. Someone's got to heal this trauma. Someone's got to break these cycles. But it's really, it feels very contradictory, I think a lot. And like, it's a conversation that I'm constantly having with the people here where we're like, take care of yourself, but also we need to push ourselves because we're a lot more privileged than other people. But also if the reality is that you're tired, how are you going to care for people properly? And, you know, I don't dream of labor and balance yourself, but also try to do as many things as you can. Like it's, it's like not simple. Um, and that's really hard, but. Next, um, I wanted to know a little bit more deeply about your experience with mutual aid work, maybe why you started. Um, London already touched a little bit about like why they decided to become involved in mutual aid work. Um, but I'd love to hear more about, you know, when and why you started and then also just your experience with your current work in mutual aid it's very like fulfilling and it's something that like makes the fact that I know I am being exploited as a worker worth it kind of thing. Um, and I like love feeding people. Like my dream, my little commie dream is to just be like the village feeding person. And I just sit in my little home and I make food all day and people just come by and get food. And then I give them food and they walk away. Like, that's all I want to do. Like, I don't want to work. Um, and it's like, that's the thing. Like, I don't call that work. Like for me, like feeding people is not work. Like it's something I love doing. It's fulfilling for me. Like I love like seeing people eat and like enjoy like food that's nourishing their bodies and like stuff like that. And so on Sundays, the like the city, they, you know, put a bunch of unhoused people in hotels to get them off the streets because that's bad for tourism. Um, but they provided no food for them. And so these people are in hotels, but like literally unfed. So yeah, I've been making meals and like trying to get other people to come and help make meals. And like, that's been really fun um, and fulfilling and participating in mutual aid work. And like that being the thing that like helps me get through and like brings me so much joy has been hard. Like I literally, like my job was like, you seem like you're never fully present when you're here. I'm not. Um, I have ADD. I'm never fully present anywhere, but I'm especially not at my little coffee shop job, you know? <laughs> and they were like, well, you know, because I'm always like doing mutual aid stuff. Like I'm texting on my like group chats. I'm like checking signal. Like I've like left early a few times because of like mutual aid needs. Um, and they were like, this is not sustainable in this industry. And it's because like, taking care of each other and being a capitalist worker will never be in congruence with each other, you know? And like, this is a space that calls themselves a community space, right? But like those things will never, those things can never go together um, no matter how much like businesses try. Um, so yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like the thing I love to do and it's like the highlight of my week. However, comma, it's hard because taking care of each other and taking care of your community means that you are doing something that is an anti-racist, ACAB, like anti-racist, like all, it's like anti-everything act and therefore you will get pushback whenever you care for each other. Yeah, and mine is, as, as I mentioned um, earlier, you know, a lot of it had to do with, you know, just, or has to do with, uh, we haven't had a hurricane yet this year that is really bad, but it's just um, entails finding locations where we're in, in communities that were, you know, 
could get hit by a storm and making sure we had locations where we had, um, you know, food, water, all kinds of survival supplies there that, um, and people either contribute, like, you know, people that had it would go buy supplies or it would be contributed or whatever. And then we would have them there. And then we have them in strategic places. And then it's just a matter of when something happens, um, you know, making sure that, and we also will have, um, you know, people in, in locations that their responsibility was to make sure everyone knew where everyone was, you know, so we didn't lose people. Or so if, you know, if, if so-and-so had to evacuate, if two, two of your neighbors evacuate, there are people that knew that, right? So then we don't have to, you know, go looking for them. We know that they went someplace else. So it was really important to, to, to know where everyone was in the case of emergencies, that kind of thing. And then, so then we can know where to take supplies and that kind of thing. So that's, that was like the hurricane um, work. And then, you know, the, um, the just the, the list is just a regular day-to-day -day thing. I love what you're saying, like the haircuts and the childcare. And as you think about it, again, it happens all the time. Like, it, it's not always called that, but you know, it would be the one guy down the street that, that on the on the street that's got a car that's working, you know, and so then everyone, you know, he gives everyone rides to work or rides to the store, whatever, and then they make sure that the car, you know, has gas and that the car, you know, gets the oil changes or whatever. So it's neutral, it's, it's neutral. And again, we've been living like this for since I was a little kid, you know, and again, just didn't have that name for it. So that's what it looks like. I like um, what you said, I think it was you, Alyssa, talking about um, not just being concerned about yourself. I mean, that's really what it's about. I mean. If, if once you get to the understanding that you can't survive just by yourself, you survive as a community. And so, um, you know, that, that's just what it is. So um, once you know that you live as a community, then the concerns of your brother are your concerns, the concerns of your sister are your concerns. So once you understand that, then it's just, we help one another to get there. We help one another to survive. And that, so it's every day with that mindset that I'm not alone in this, I'm, in, I'm part of a community. And that's 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 the essential idea behind you know this this and so then it just presents itself in, in all kinds of ways. Yes, thank you both for that. You're both so so wonderful and doing such wonderful work. Um, and both of your communities are super grateful for you and all of your your organizing. But I was curious um, in this group of people. Um, besides our wonderful guests, who else has done or has experience with mutual aid work? And maybe you didn't even realize it was mutual aid work, but you were just doing it. Um, so I'm curious to hear from from our other um, folks. I've been, I, I guess I've kind of done forms or fashions of mutual aid work my whole life. Specifically now, I, was, I, I grew up in Southeast Raleigh. And so they they slowly closed down all of the grocery stores in that area and in response to that um, my family my mother and a couple people i know um started uh working to build a food cooperative um in southeast raleigh and they do like even now they do uh farmers markets in the summer and things like that but we just recently i've been working with them we just recently got funded to do a food convoy in um southeast raleigh so we got fifty thousand dollars to um, pay for delivering food to people um, that can't afford it in Southeast Raleigh. So that's been really cool trying to put that together. Um, but now I'm listening to like London and markets and I'm just like, we're not even doing that. Like, how can we do this better? How can we uh, make it more sustainable? Things like that. Um, but I do think it's been really important work because I've 
kind of watched that community not necessarily go hungry, but go without for most of my life. And even now watching the gentrification that's in Southeast Raleigh and watching people get pushed out of it. Um, it's nice to be able to try and bring something back to it, especially after like leaving for a while to go to college and just being everywhere else. It's nice to be able to do something for home. Hey, don't sleep on that word though, bro. Cause like, yo, that cooperative, as you talk about your common ground, first of all, I remember when I first heard about that, that thing inspired me so much. Like I was just kind of getting started with, um, with, with even working with this, with Black Workers for Justice. And I heard about that cooperative that your mom started and the, um, the Jess Florence, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Hurricane Relief Fund was, was helped started by like your mom. And like, I know personally you, cause I remember one day they were talking about you were loading up trucks to uh in, in Raleigh to bring supplies uh out east. So, you know, nah, y'all that's like y'all been doing it, man. Like, you know, no doubt about it. So I mean, I'm telling you, that was like one of the first things I learned about uh when I first started even doing thinking about organizing or like being a part of it, volunteering, whatever, was uh was that was the cooperative and you know, so nah man, you 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 part of a great legacy. So but I appreciate that humility, bro, for real. I appreciate it, man. Yes, son, that's that's a wonderful example. That's that's great work, and yeah, never minimize that because that is what the core of mutual aid work is, and you are doing the thing. So, <laughs> yeah, um, don't don't underestimate your your impact for sure. I don't have much to say. Um, the main thing that I've done is donated to mutual aid funds um, because this. Just like Hassan was saying earlier, this conversation has been very enriching and enlightening for me um, because I truly didn't understand the depth of mutual aid and what it all could include. Um, and, you know, the the heart of it that y'all have all been talking about. So for me, I just saw it as like, I know that I can give money to mutual aid funds so that they can buy supplies um, that folks have been needing over the past two years. So um, I think we'll, at the end of the podcast, we'll share some, some mutual aid um, funds and organizations that we can all get connected with. Um, but that's, that's the extent of my work so far, but I'm, I'm now excited to, um, I'm moving soon. So I'm excited to look up what, what mutual aid organizations are in my new community to get more, uh, to get more into it and, and do more of the things that y'all have been talking about that, um, what, what like personal skills do I have that I can provide um, to do, you know, that, that other kind of work um, and not just, um, not just donate, even though that's great, um, but it'll be fun to start doing more. Yeah, I think similar to Taylor, I don't have much to add, but I've also been doing my share of donating. I also like to use my, I guess, like creative services where I can. So something London said earlier, which I was like, hmm, I guess I don't really think about that. But like making graphics, I have helped out with a lot of the Black and Boone and Black and App State graphics that they've made here and just trying to elevate their social media presence, elevate their presence in general, and just making sure that their message is out there and is getting heard by people. And so I definitely um, do that all the time for people whenever people ask, just because I love making graphics anyways. And it's also... Um, a great way to help. And then also I've been helping out um, more recently here in Boone with our Boone Housing Task Force because housing in Boone is very scarce and also predatory um, in a lot of ways, which makes things just 
even more difficult for housed people and also unhoused people finding housing in general. Um, so yeah, those are some things that I do here in Boone, but learning from all of you of all the things that are mutual aid and all the different ways that you can get involved, even in just small ways, definitely makes me want to, you know, just like even talk to my friends and come up with ideas of things that we can do to either support each other or support our community and the people around us. So I'm already coming up with new ideas. That's wonderful. And thank you all for sharing. I, I have a similar experience to, to Alyssa because I love making graphics. Um, and you can ask London. <laughs> I I try to make graphics for Asheville for Justice uh, when I can and when it's needed. Um, I always say that I'm more of a behind the scenes kind of person when it comes to organizing. Um, and I love like the healing aspect of it. Um, don't get me wrong. I love a good protest. I love yelling um, and marching. <laughs> but a lot of the times I love just being behind the scenes and, and doing what I can to help to help that way. So um, I recently started um, an organization on my campus called HEAL that is for black and brown individuals. Um, it's just a mental health healing space. Um, so that's definitely what I think my, my main role is in, in mutual aid. Um, so moving on, um, I wanted to ask, this is a phrase that London is very familiar with, but um, so what does we keep us safe mean to you? It means like no one's got us, like we got us. And we can also never be what we can never dream. And so like when I was talking earlier, like about um, us like using mutual aid to create the systems that we want for like that we want to set up for later, um, we keep us safe is saying like, we're not calling the cops. Like we're not uh, interacting with systems that we know hurt us and that we know hurt people that we love. And we are taking on those responsibilities however and whenever we can. And it's like, we keep us safe. We keep us fed. We keep us happy. We keep us loved. Like that all has to come from us because we know that the government is only ever going to give us morsels. <laughs> and doing that in a non-hierarchical way yeah, that's good stuff. I mean, I, I like the, um, you know, when I, I like how you put that on. The what what comes to my mind is, um, you know, there's no one coming to the rescue. You, you're gonna have to save yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and that means we we have to we're gonna ultimately we have to save ourselves. We have to we have to be the the heroes of our own story. You know, and so and we and we do we got enough to do it. You know, we have the tools that we need to keep ourselves safe. We have what we need to um, to survive, to prosper even. I mean, we've really been talking a lot about survival, but we can talk about, you know, like what, um, you know, Hassan was just talking about. That's, that's more like taking it to the next level and prospering behind, you know, keeping, working together to prosper. So that's what that, that, that phrase means to me, that we have what it takes. We have what we need to, um, to be safe. That's great. That's wonderful. Um, I, I love that phrase and everything that it stands for and, and what it means. Um, so thank you both for, for providing your perspective on that. Um, so lastly, I just want to give both of you the floor and the opportunity to add anything else that you want our listeners to know. Um, I guess I want to shout out Asheville for Justice. Um, we do like rent support, feeding folks, uh, security, medicating for protests, stuff like that. And we always just need every support that you can possibly provide. <laughs> and then same thing with Asheville Mutual Aid Connect. Um, and I sent 
uh, Emily the link to that. So that can probably be linked somewhere. Um, and that's kind of a trading services thing. It's not like a rapid response network. And then there's also AVL Survival. They've been around since the beginning of the pandemic and have been doing like a lot of a really, really, really amazing work. Um, and it's just ABL survival on Instagram and Facebook, I believe. And I also want to advise people like, don't try to reinvent the wheel. You know, it's something that like I often do on accident and like give myself more work than I need to. So since I've been doing mutual aid, I have to constantly remember like London, before you jump into a project, go make sure someone else isn't already doing it. Because if it's a need that you've noticed needs to be met, um, then someone else has probably already thought of it as well. And you can join up with them instead of everyone like wasting labor. And additionally, like don't do things no one asks you to do. Like sometimes you think that you know the answer to a problem and like you don't. And like wait for people to communicate their needs and like make avenue for people to communicate their needs before trying to meet one that like no one asks for. Like specifically, like like if you see an unhoused person, don't like just hand them food assuming they need food. What if they already had food? What if they need money to go get prescriptions? And additionally, like don't be mad if they want cash and not food. Um, and don't be like, oh, what if they're going to use it for drugs? You were going to use it for drugs. Um, if you're going to come through to like support people, then you need to like meet them where they are. Um, and that's like something that like is just, it's a very important and like a really important basis of mutual aid is like consent. Um, yeah. If you're listening to this, you're the type of person that cares about these issues. So number one, you know, don't, don't be discouraged. The work that you do matters. Um, don't don't let anyone tell you anything different. Um, if, if you, the fact that you're listening to this alone, if that's all you get to do today, that that matters. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I know you're doing stuff. You're being the type of person. You're trying to build this world that we all want to build. And so don't don't take that lightly. Don't don't take it for granted. We need people like you. You matter. And whatever it is that you're contributing, it's it's enough. It's good. Don't don't say I need to do more. I mean, I mean, if you can do more, it's fine. But whatever you're able to do, you, that we appreciate that. We love you for that. Don't be down on what you can't do. We appreciate what you can do. That's that's from the bottom of my heart. So that's number one. And number two, you know, the, the hopeful thing is there's nothing in this country that we can't change. Whether it be this this capitalistic system, we we got the power to change that. Whether it be the, the way the government, we've been talking a lot about how the government is not working, but you know what? We're working step by step to change that. And we've got the power to do it. You know, all it takes is us to work together in a better way. So be hopeful. So my two things are you matter and we can change things. It's not going to stay like this forever. We're in the process of changing it. So keep your head up. Let's, let's get this thing going. That's my message. All right. Thank you both so much for this conversation. Thank you for your lovely insight and your wisdom. I even learned a lot. So I really do appreciate you both for being here. Um, and so to close, I want to hand it over to Alyssa to read a list of mutual aid networks that you can support here in North Carolina. Yeah, so a few different mutual aid networks that you can support are Asheville for Justice, Charlotte Food and Mutual Aid, Asheville Mutual Aid Connection, AMAC, Asheville Survival, you can find them at AVL Survival on Instagram and Facebook, Durham Mutual Aid, you can find them at durhammutualaid.org for a list of all of their different mutual aid opportunities, Mutual Aid Carborough, you can find their mutual aid opportunities at mutualaidcarborough.org. 
Greensboro Mutual Aid Fund. To learn more about Greensboro Mutual Aid, you can check out their Facebook group. Greensboro Mutual Aid also accepts um, donations via Cash App at GSO Mutual Aid, PayPal at GSO Mutual Aid at gmail.com, or um, via tax deductible donation to the YWCA. Uh, and then also, lastly, you know, follow London on social media. London has a lot of great opportunities that they uplift and show on their social media. And so you can follow them at, at Paraded Yam on Instagram. All right. Thank you both so much for this conversation. Thank you for your lovely insight and your wisdom. I even learned a lot. So I really do appreciate you both for being here. Thanks for helping us create a North Carolina that is built by us. And thanks for listening to this podcast made of, by, and for the people. Yay! Yay! I always wanted to say that. (laughs) Connect with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Democracy North Carolina or at Democracy NC on Twitter and Instagram. Or find us online at www.democracync.org. Emily here, back with another artist highlight. Today we have a song called Sunday Morning by Secor. That's S-E-C-O-R. And he is from Black Mountain, North Carolina. Go check him out on all streaming platforms. If you want your music to be featured on Built by Us, just hit us up at communications at democracync.org. Enjoy. Apocalypse is upon us it seems Cause I see people losing hope and swallowing dreams My whole life I'd watch my peers play follow the leader And it feels like everything they do now is all for the green I hope I never come across as one of those guys That likes to cover up truth and lie when it comes to their own shit Yeah, I know I got mine Road splits at the stop sign There's an obvious better option But just remember that I'm not fine Imagine sleeping good then waking up in a pool of sweat It makes you hella anxious so the next day you will do your best to tell your friends about it because your freedom is what the truth will set but the panic attacks won't let your body make any movement yet oh.